It's Rusty Diamond. Yo, man. Boomus Rusty. Boomus Rusty has set it up. Uh, you're not getting the full one today. So if you know, you know the song, you know the song. And what can you do? It's Monday. Monday, Monday. This is going to be a lighter week today. I have uh, tri- a pre-trial tomorrow and a trial on Wednesday. So I won't be doing many shows this week. I might just be doing one more on Thursday and that's it. So going to be a lighter week. So yeah, uh, I'm not in trouble. I just got to deal with some stuff. Some people hit my car a few years ago. I'm still dealing with that. So that's fun. Thank you, Chicago. Yeah, shout out to Chicago for that one. Uh, And yeah, so today we're going to go right into it. I have a special guest here today. As all my guests are special, but this one's special too. So I'm going to bring her on here, right here, right now, right here, right now. We have Tamala Lucas. Tamala Lucas. I'm trying to stall for a second because I mistimed that poorly. And I, I hope she jumps on here so I can make it kind of less awkward and otherwise i'm just gonna keep going and as soon as i hear her hop on i'll say her name again because i mean she's here so i might just be talking to myself for a second but she is she's here i hope uh i just gotta get her and then i can go like this and see if i can go like that see if that works but she is here and i have a guest so you guys, it's Monday, Monday, Monday. So do the Monday thing. You got to get up and get at it because who else is going to get at it? If you're not getting at it, someone else is going to get at it for you. They're going to take all your fun stuff. You can make Monday cool. Ain't nothing wrong with Monday. You got you got Monday and you're like, I hate Monday. Change that. Change your mindset. I can't stress that enough. You don't need to have a crappy Monday. You don't need to have a crappy Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Be like, okay, well, yeah, three days of the week are good. I think that was 29% is what I found out. 29% of your time you enjoy out of 100. It's not very good numbers. Oh, I lost her again. So hopefully she's going to come back. Because she's getting the introduction of a lifetime. This is how things go today. Because yeah, she's going to get a great introduction. I haven't received a message from her. So I assume she's going to come back. She maybe just had to change something up. But you got to talk to me for a little bit. So who doesn't, who doesn't like that? Who doesn't like talking to Rusty for a little bit on a Monday morning? And I'm going to bring her in. Here she is again. I'm going to try this again. Right here, right now, it looks like it's connected, and she's connected, and there she is. And can you give that a turn? Yeah. And and we got you there. There's Tamo <laughs> Lucas. How you doing? <laughs> I made everything di- uh, difficult this morning, so <laughs> we got you here. Though that's the important part. So yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. How's how's your morning going? Wherever you are in the world. 
It's going real good. It's nice outside. You can hear the little birds talking to each other. So <laughs> wonderful. Where whereabouts are you? I'm in Ohio. You're in Ohio. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, I like Ohio. I was born in Ohio. Oh, okay. So that, that works out all right. Yeah, born in Cincinnati. Back okay. uh, a little while ago. But uh yeah, so let's see. So are you are part of uh decrew is that correct right i'm one of the administrators love it love it every time every time i get i get decrew people on here i'm always always happy and <laughs> it's it's been good every time i think you are maybe the seventh i believe of of the crew and yeah every single one of them they've had on i think i still have two or three more that I have coming up but yeah once once I had on I think two or three I just kind of gave an open invite to anybody uh, on the crew so um yeah whatever whatever you're doing there keep on doing what you're doing because you're doing you're doing it right so I appreciate it um uh, with Angela Thomas Smith and Hezekiah Walker mm-hmm yeah, we got some wonderful people working with us. We're helping them with their podcast, so I'm excited. So you say Thomas something? Angela Thomas Smith. Oh, Angela Thomas Smith. Okay, I thought there was another person in there. Okay, Angela Thomas Smith. Gotcha. I was like, who did I forget? Who don't I have on yet? Who do I have to, who do I have to write down in book here? But uh, I guess I don't need to anymore. So that's um, that's good. So where where did you fall into this? How did you get joined in on uh into the group well uh i do my own podcast angela's doing her own podcast and so in 2019 she she had a radio station she still does she has like various radio stations and she was looking for some people who um had a song out so i had a single out and I thought other, you know, singers was going to be on there and I end up being the only person. Oh. When I say I was like terrified, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was an understatement. I was like, where is everybody? But I'm used to it now. And, and it's funny because she was like, you know, you have your own podcast. Yeah. When you have your own podcast, you're by yourself, you're comfortable, you know, you relax. But then you get on somebody else's, it's different. But I'm fine now. But in 2019, I was like, where is everybody? And I end up being the only person there. But she made me feel comfortable. And we just talked a whole hour about my music, why I start my music. Then um, she asked me, what else did I do? And that's when we found out um, both of us were authors. And so then we found out that... We have almost a similar, um, you know, background when it comes to life experience. So God is awesome. He knows how to link people together and, and just spread, you know, you know, love and connection and networks. So yeah, that's great. That's a good way to do it. And yeah, it's um, like I said, it's worked out pretty well for, for everyone that's involved. I have, you know, every single person I've, encounter like I, I keep wanting wanting more and more and i hope the um <laughs> it grows more so i can get more more guests on um 
or start having you know bringing bringing more back again second time but so what was it that made it um kind of difficult at the beginning what was well well why why were you kind of uh i don't know the word you said you say you were terrified you didn't say terrified did you was it something like terrified I I, i i did because usually when I would get on people's Zooms or something. I would just be on there for 10, 15 minutes and then go to the next person. Well, no one was there to go to the next. It was just me. And I was like, okay, is she going to keep me on here? And she did for a whole hour. And I was like, but I'm okay now. But at the time in 2019, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. But she... She had a lot of questions and she made me feel comfortable. So I was fine after that. So, <laughs> but you know, when you used to just being on there for 10 minutes, it's like, okay, but now I could do an hour or two. Now I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So were you thinking it was going to be 10 or 15 minutes then? And then you, so then it was, you thought 10, 15, and then all of a sudden it's an hour. Yeah. That's what happened at that wow. time. Yeah. Yeah, those are always interesting ones when uh, I, I've had that in a couple different ways, a um, couple different things where it's like, okay, yeah, go 10, 15 minutes. And then, you know, the person after you doesn't show up or they're running late and it's like, okay, well, you're going to go, you're going to go 30 now. Oh, okay. Well, all right. We'll <laughs> slow it down a little bit here and change it up a little bit but just uh you know go with it and so so then what was your reason for wanting to have a podcast to get started so well, i i started well, mine in 2017 um is my stop talking about it and i just wanted to reach out to people you know with the bible and and see how people react you know, to life, because sometimes when we go to a church or synagogue, you know, we're taught one thing, but we're not taught how to live outside of the church. So uh, I start bringing people in just to talk about anything, testify, whatever, just to, you know, learn how to live life, you know, comfortably. And so who who was the first person you reached out to to be a guest on your show oh different people that was connected to my uh ministry because <laughs> i was um i was already comfortable with them and then i said okay then i um put something out on facebook i said if you're an author you know come on here and talk about your books and and people are shocked it's like I can talk about anything. I'm like, yes, it's it's just open. I, you know, some people give you restrictions or and I think they so used to people asking them questions. I say, well, my f- platform is an open platform. You know, you just talk about whatever, just be comfortable with what you want to talk about. And I think that like, oof, you know, some people go, oh my goodness, I can talk about anything. So yeah, I yeah, I, I've changer. had it. There, there's been a few people who have been kind of hesitant when it's with an open, completely open. Uh, you can talk about whatever. Uh, and I'm, you know, not going to ask you the same questions kind of you've gotten before a hundred times. And some people, but then some people are really able to just, 
you know, thrive. And it's for the most part, I like to be able to book people on that. I know I could just be able to talk about kind of whatever with, if we, you know, get into anything and then, you know, nothing's really, nothing's really off the table and you never really know where it's going to go. I think that's kind of a, the fun and, and podcasting and that it's not really done so much in other forms of entertainment. I mean, you know, book writing too is kind of the same way with book writing and being an author, you can kind of, you can do literally anything you want to do any way you want to do it. Editors may have different <laughs> ideas. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> So then with your first book, so did you have, uh, where did you find your editor? Was your editor wanting to uh, change a lot of what you my had? My editor, well, my editor, I had two editors. I, one was my past and one was my brother. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. When I, when I was um, looking into that and I saw the prices, I was like, I can't afford all those people. It was my very first book and had already paid a publisher in 2015, had already paid them a whole bunch of money just to publish my book because they were, they had a package deal. Well, in their head, oh, we got this package deal. You know, you, uh, we, you can pay this much for the editor and this much for the book cover and this much for the marketer. And they had a whole list of all these people. I said, well, you're going to get rich off of me and I haven't got one set from the book yet. Like, that's not going to work for me. And I yeah. didn't know any better, you know? So, yeah. So, so did the editor, did, so it was your brother and your, your pastor, were they, did they both have kind of the same notes to give you about what was going on with your, your book? Yes. Um, they knew I wanted to stay, they want, They knew I wanted the tone to stay a certain way. So they got me through and, you know, changed different ways and said, it might sound better this way, but they did not take the essence away. And, and that's why I like, cause I know I have turned other things into other people. When they got finished um, fixing everything, I didn't know who that person was. I was like, um, they must be writing, reading about somebody else because that's not me i mean you re rearranged my whole book so yeah some people will they take your stuff and just woo. yeah like okay well <laughs> this is not what i was going for the book uh this is not the message i was trying to get out to to tell people or you know be able to have them be able to relate to something or and so i was it your the reason for your book to sort of the same reason as your podcast to be able to get your message out about how to live outside the church is that well, sort of what your book is about it was it was kind of uh i wasn't even thinking about writing a book uh the pastor she was like you always writing won't you write a book and I was like, what am I going to write a book about? I mean, and she was like, well, since you raised your siblings, won't you write a book about your mom? So maybe one day they might want to look back and read it, or maybe the grandchildren might want to look back and read it. 
And I said, oh, I never thought of that. So the book is about my mom. But when I got finished with the book, I didn't know it was going to actually be a domestic violence book. Oh. I think sometimes we, yeah, you know, yeah. we write, you know. <laughs> it doesn't quite, you know, the part that you didn't think was as, I don't know, you, you write something thinking this one way and then some other part that's way over here kind of comes out is like, oh, okay, well, this is more what I guess the book's going to be about. Was expecting that, but okay, let's go with this. Yeah. And so, was your, did your mother get to see the book? No, my mother um, left here when I was 20 years old, and that was 32 years ago. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. How, how did the kids uh your your brothers and sisters how did they uh take the book they were fine with it it's the us and uncles and cousins and different family members they was not happy but hey this is my story you know i'm telling from my point of view i'm telling from how i saw it growing up as a child you know I was in that house you know I, you wasn't in the house when so I told it from my point of view so hey it's my truth so were they kind of upset about that you were you know putting her in kind of a uh not of not a good light really like making her sound less you know like to her her, her you know, brother, sister, cousin, what it was. Is that why they were getting upset? Because they, or they didn't want this, a story coming out? Or what do you think it was? They're fine that, that, this, uh, that I wrote about the story, but they said some of the details that I had, that my mom told me when she was growing up as a child, they says some of the details were different. I said, well, I only can go by what my mom told me. Uh, yeah, you didn't have them really to go off of. They weren't part of the book writing process there. I may have lost you for a minute. Oh, I lost you for about 15 <laughs> seconds there. So I missed whatever you just said. Oh, yeah, I, I was saying, I said, um, I said, I was, I wrote down what my mother had told me about her childhood. So I only can go by what she told me. I can't go by what my family members, because a lot of my family members were saying, well, this and that didn't happen to her. I said, well, before she left this earth, she told me this is what happened in her childhood. So I only can go by what she told me. Yeah, and they weren't saying any of that before you publish it. They weren't coming up to you and, you know, saying, oh, by the way, you know, you should, this isn't quite what, you know, happened. They, you know, well, they're after the fact. And well, I didn't even add them. I didn't even, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it makes it, yeah. makes it hard to be able to uh, work with that. And so, so then when you were writing your book, I like asking this question. So, was it did you write it in like 
from start to finish just all flat out or did you do kind of an outline and then fill it in later on or did you do some other way of doing it i i did an outline and then fill it out as i went you know try to um look through pictures and try to remember then i will ask my brothers and sisters what do they remember and my younger siblings they really don't remember a lot because they were very young they my baby brother was seven my other brother was 12 and my sister was 11 so they they were very young so i had oh look well, look moving out on her again i i lost that last part i didn't hear it last part Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was saying, I was saying, um, I had to ask, you know, my sister who is a year younger than I, um, uh, the different details because uh, my younger siblings, they were too young to yeah. give me in, any information. So did you and your sister see things kind of the same for the most part, or did you have two totally different perspectives on what you were seeing and experiencing? Majority of it, um, we see the same. Just once in a while, we might uh, see something different. And so did the ones that you saw something different, did those make it into the book? Or did no. those what? Yeah. <laughs> no. Were there, are those maybe ones that might come up for, are you going to do another book? Or is there other books that you've written? Oh, yes. Uh, I, um, my son was like, okay, Ma, you wrote one book. Some years have passed. What are you going to do next? And I'm like, I don't know. He said, well, you need to figure it out, you know. And he said, what do you like? And he said, still finding groups that you like. And so that's when I got on Facebook and I just type in books. And all these authors popped up. And I said, oh, okay. And this one author, Vanessa Blackwell, she was looking for other authors. And I said, she was doing a co-author book. Yeah. And I, and I just had a good, good feeling. I'm like, I'm going to join her. I'm going to join her. And so I, I got on it and, I, and I'm glad because we became number one international bestsellers. And number one bestseller oh. author. So yeah, I'm glad I joined. And it was like 90 authors all over the world. So it was amazing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm wow. just so excited. <laughs> so what what was it that drew you to her? I I don't know. It just I just had this feeling like I just got to do this, and I. There was a lot of people out there that had um, anthology books out. Yeah. I, I just wasn't feeling them. But for her, I was like, I'm, I, I got a good feeling. So I don't know. I just had a good feeling. I mean, I, your good feeling seems to have worked out pretty well. And <laughs> you'll probably be, be watching that good feeling and making sure you know what that good feelings do it and yeah follow that one and so then with that book uh so what what was your role in in the book what what part of the story was your story in that book 
every author had to tell um, their experience of grief and how grief affected them and how they survived that grief and how they overcame the grief. And so I had to give my testimony of how when I lost my mother and how, you know, it affected me and my choices in life. And, and, and it was good to talk about that because sometimes people don't ask you, you know, when somebody, um, when you lose a loved one, they say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But, you know, that's it. <laughs> they don't yeah. ask you anything else. And so was that kind of your first time to be able to get that out and, you know, go and tell about your experience with that and um, kind of get to unpack what had happened or had a... Yes, yeah. it, it was after so many years because yeah, I, I explained things to people about uh, how my mother was my best friend. And when she left, you know, I left, you know, I was trying to figure out who, who am I? Like, how am I supposed to survive? I went into survival mode because I had to take care of my siblings. And it's because I wanted to take care of them. You know, I wasn't forced. I wanted to take care of them because, you know, when you watch all these different reality shows, how children are separated and you never see them until 30, 40, 50 years ago. I didn't want that to happen to my siblings. And so I said, let me do something. And I prayed. And I said, Lord, show me what to do. And he just, he just very vivid he just showed me everything step by step and i did what he told me to do and i got custody of my children and that was a miracle that was a miracle by itself i was only 20 years old when i got and, and by law you had to be 21 <laughs> oh okay yeah and i was like look they got to come with me i i, I can't put them in the system i don't want them to go here we have to stay together. And I begged and pleaded and I got custody. So I had wow. legal guardianship over them. And so you're, tw you're 20 years old and you now have uh, how many little, how many siblings are, I guess, children now? How many did you Three. have? Three to raise. <laughs> and so, so it's your sister who's a year younger than you. Is that one of the three or is that not one of the three? No, no. She she was 19, so I didn't have to take care of her. She, <laughs> she's but, good. Yeah, she's good. But the, the ones that's seven, 11, and 12, yeah. And it they were they they are good children. They were good children, so I didn't really have a hard time. And um it was just you know, we had some ups and downs, but that's like normal thing, but it wasn't sure. something that I wanted to choke them, you know, and and, yeah. and a lot of um, people said, oh, you did a good job. I said, well, God did it. He, he showed me, he helped me, you know. So I was just excited about that because whew, I, I look at some parents today and they struggle and they look at me and they say, how did you do it? I said, what do you mean? You got to pray, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so then how, how much was 
the prayer? I mean, was you were you praying to ask kind of how to go about, um, you know, go about life? How to what what were you praying about? I guess. Yeah, I always pray because a lot of people want to tell me how to raise my siblings and how to do this. I said no, because our mother, she trained me. So I raised them the way my mother raised me. And, and so, you know, we stay in the church. So we never miss church. We we went all to we went to all the different services and I had them read the Bible too and study. And I told them, you be a good person, you know, good will come to you. So everywhere they went, and, and I thank God for the phone calls. People say, oh, they're so uh, mannerable. They always say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. They're so nice. They're so sweet and wonderful children. And I said, thank you. And I, But I did threaten them, though. The, 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 well, let me be honest. I did threaten them. I did tell them. I said, let me tell you, if I get a phone call, and your teacher tell me you did something. I'm coming up there with my gown, my rollers, and my hot shoes. And then your friends is going to talk about you for the rest of the school year. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and they that don't works. See that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that worked. Like, okay, well, I don't want, I don't want that to happen. And so, I, it, yeah, I mean, I, that's, I, I mean, I, when I was 20, there was. I don't know how I would have been able to do what you're doing. And I mean, yeah, when I was 20, I was like, I did you, I mean, did you have a clue kind of that's what you were wanting to do or did that kind of change up what you were well go, going to do? Where you I to think be a God had already set me up because when I was nine years old, my mother was in a hospital. She supposed to have died then. And I oh. prayed and because she trained us as little bitty children how to pray. And and we was already separated. You know, we, we was in different homes. We couldn't see our little brothers and sisters and stuff. And I didn't like that feeling. So when we did come back together, I knew how that felt to be separated. And so when my mother did come back home, I had to help her a lot. I was the child that stayed in the house and take care of my siblings. So I was used to taking care of them. I was already used to taking them to the doctor and doing this and doing that. So that was, I was, I was being trained already of how to take care of them. So when this happened, I was already prepared. And also I was in college. <laughs> Whoa. Yes, I was in college raising children. So I was determined that I was going to do something for them. And I was determined to show them that no matter what happens, stay focused on what you're going to do and don't let anybody stop you. It might get hard sometimes, but it's okay. You got to stay focused. So I, I was at the College of Mount St. Joseph getting my associate's degree in early childhood. Um, so, and I was raising my siblings. I mean, it seems like you should get a, the associate degree as well for raising your the children as well get a second one there for that and so 
so I mean, you were. I don't know. That's a, that's a hard one because you were already there, and I mean, to. Well, I mean, was it hard to go back and and think that you sort of being you know you said you're being trained almost to learn how to take care of your your brothers and sisters and so was that a while after that you realized that 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 was something that you know that you you were happy that you were in that situation already or was that something that kind of came fast or how did that work I think it made it easier for me because they knew me, I knew them. They knew what I wanted from them. So it wasn't like we was just learning how to just live together. And so it was okay. It wasn't thrown on me. Uh, and um, I believe if I didn't have that opportunity to already take care of them, it probably would have been hard because my mind would have said, well, how do I supposed to take care of these people? I don't know what to do. But I, I was already in that role of a mother, of you know, doing things for them, going to their school, talking to their teachers, taking them to the doctor, taking them here, catching the bus. And, and I was already doing that because my mother, she, she got real sick. Even though she got out of the hospital, she still wasn't able to do a lot of stuff. So... I was already doing that role. And being a tall girl that I am, a tall woman now, but I was always tall. Uh, a lot of people probably thought I was older. <laughs> you know, they probably didn't think I was that teenager taking care of children, but I always was tall. So to them, they probably never, no one never asked, like, how, how, how old are you? No one asked. So. They just oh, look yeah. at my height, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think if nobody's asking, that means that you're probably doing a pretty good job. I mean, <laughs> if no nobody's questioning what you're doing, you're you're doing something right there. So, um, so I mean, because when I see something, you know, one of those movies or something where where this sort of event happens, it's it's never the 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 protagonist is ready for it and it's always they oh you know they're they're off doing something totally you know out there but then it's like okay well we gotta bring them back in but you know yours was it's it's so different and it's just you were you were ready and i mean I, I don't know. I mean, I couldn't. Do you ever think about, you know, what what your mom would be thinking if she saw you today? Does that ever come up? Yeah, I always say I wish she was here, you know, to see everybody because everybody's just doing so wonderful. My uh, baby sister is a nurse and uh my baby brother is computer engineer and my other brother is, um, he's an engineer, but I can't remember the name of the engineer he is, 
Yeah. And, and so <laughs> then my other sister that I didn't have to raise, she, she works in the medical field too. And I became an educator. So I, I've been teaching and working with children since 1990 on. And wow. We didn't, we didn't let anything stop us, I, you know, and I just, I just wish she was here to see this. And now we have our children and it's just, and our children were successful. And I said, my mom would have been happy. She would have been real happy. And so is this story, is this going to end up? going into book form or is that something that you you hold differently or you know I something wrote, it, yeah ahead. i wrote the book but it's not published yet is it is it in the process of that or are you not sure what you want to do with it yet i i want to find someone who is going to help me transform that book into a movie and yes that's, and that's your, yeah and you have your 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 spot there too you have that that different part like i was saying with uh that makes yours unique that yours that you are ready and i mean it sounds movie like already <laughs> so so would that be something you'd be interested in as well would be adapting that into a screenplay and then would you be writing that would you rewrite that to uh you know to add you know, stage direction or you know stuff of that nature or would you have someone else help you on that part or what you... i will probably um <clears throat> i directed different little skits for the church before uh oh. different little plays yeah but for for something in my in my head i see it like something big you know I will actually need some help with that, but you know I'm excited because I know God's timing is everything, and hopefully He'll send somebody my way soon, and we'll just get this started because the book is already written, and I'm just excited. Yeah, and I mean, if the book's written, I mean, you have the story written. Getting the the rest of that, I mean, that's more just. Like I go going back to the outline. You already have the outline all done. It's just now just filling in, filling in the blanks in uh, certain places. And I mean, that's that's pretty exciting to be able to to have that. And uh, so, but here's <laughs> here's a follow up. So, who do you see that would be playing yourself, or would you play yourself? Oh, let me see. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it would be nice if I play myself, but I, 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 will, I don't know. I never asked. Uh, no one never asked that question. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, who could? Uh, I don't know, because it would be it would be fun to, or you know, because uh, maybe maybe like Queen Latifah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if if you have someone else playing you, you should at least be in there somewhere, even just as, you know, uh, 
some some character coming through and you know as as the easter egg for the movie and uh, it's like oh it's tamala it's tamala and uh yeah. i think that'd be pretty exciting and so uh yeah so is that that kind of what's looking like the next next project for you yes yes i'm, I'm looking into that right now I've been um, attending different uh, meetings, try to see, you know, what to do, how to do things. And when they talk about prices, I'm like, I, I said, Lord, you've been with me all this time. So I know you're going to work that out, too, because I don't got that kind of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, uh, I, I assume, you know, there, there's always the crew and you get you have uh, you have that going there. And I, I assume there's some way to get get something going that way. Um, and you, yeah, people people are going to come to you for this movie. I, I, <laughs> I see that one happening and it's it's a good story. And so if, if people want to find out uh, about you, find your books find your podcast, anything else, where are they going to go? They can type in my name, Tamela, T-A-M-E-L-A, then L-U-C-U-S, and they will find my podcast. They can find my Facebook, um, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff, my, my books, my music. You can find everything. Just type my name. You'll see everything pop up. Okay. Uh, one one follow up question. Um, so, the uh, as part of the over forty club on TikTok, what do you do on TikTok? Oh, I sing and I oh, do my little okay. dance. <laughs> All right. Okay. And my like children that. laugh at me. My children say, "Ma, you have no rhythm." I say, "It don't matter. I'm having fun. Just learn That's how to have fun." <laughs> That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. And yeah, as long as you're having fun and enjoying yourself, uh, anything else is just it's whatever. It's not a big deal. If, yeah, if you're enjoying yourself, you're doing it right. And I, I like that a lot. And so, yeah, Tamala, thanks so much for being on again. Uh, everybody and the crew has been great and you you lived up to it as well. So I um, thank, <laughs> thank you so you. much. Yeah. Thanks. and. Yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your day and get to enjoy uh, Monday. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep in touch, okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. All right, you guys, that's Tamala Lucas. That was cool. I enjoyed getting to talk with her. Um, that movie, I mean, why, why wouldn't that be a movie? You know, like I said, every one of those movies... It's always, you know, someone, someone was gone for a long time. It's like, oh, you have to go and take care of so-and-so come back, but you have no, like, and then it's always the, oh, I don't know how to do this. And that's always a big part of everything with that. And, you know, this is, she's already there. She's already got it. And I, I think it's going to be a good, good thing to see. And I'm happy I got to meet Tamala, and if you guys want to check her out, which you should, you should buy her book and watch her, or watch her, watch her sing and dance on TikTok, listen to her podcast. I think you're in some good shape. So, 
that is oh yeah you guys with us on the quantum global broadcast network with other great shows uh you can check out all the time on iHeartRadio. you can go on youtube this will be on youtube because this one it doesn't even have any swear words in it so this will be on youtube or you can get it on rumble tv or anywhere else you listen to podcasts you can find us all over because tamala is all over and yeah she's over with me so um yeah you guys so as i like to say all kinds of things i like to say this so because that's the show man boom It's Rusty Diamond Ma.